official at workstation. North Shore 1049, WBOQ Gloucester. It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. And good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems uh, each and every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. And uh, uh, maybe you uh, maybe you have a problem. You read something on Boston.com or the Providence Journal or, or New York Newsday, and you said, I wonder if this Car Doctor guy really exists. Yes, I'm really here on, on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock with Biff. Biff right there. Right, Biff? You're right there. I'm right here. Yes. All right, just yes, checking. Yep. All right, yep. just checking. Yep. yep. And, of course, you can always find past programs on, you can go to North Shore 1049 website and click on the podcast section, or you can go to my podcast page, which is johnfpaul.podbean.com, or just, you can do a search for Car Doctor Radio, and um, usually I come up. Sometimes there's another guy out in New Jersey. But either way, uh, both good information, I hope. Um, so... The news this week was kind of interesting about a lot of things. Uh, General Motors has a new logo, a new GM logo that kind of looks like an electric plug that gives you an idea where General Motors is going. Uh, of course, you know, here in Massachusetts as well as California and a few other states, they're talking about by 2035, all new, all new vehicles registered will have to be electric or otherwise zero emissions, so hydrogen maybe. Um, so there's a lot, you know, every, you know, at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, there was, uh, it was virtually, the, virtual this year, and there was a lot of talk about electric cars. And one of the things that people always have a concern about is, you know, what happens when I run out of electricity? And my experience so far has been electric vehicle owners are pretty good about that because they tend to be pretty conscious about that. Different than people with gasoline cars, which tend to run out of gas more often uh, than people run out of electricity. But as electric vehicles get more popular, I think we'll see probably more of that. And I was driving through a new apartment complex, condo complex, and they all had garages Again, a little jealous because I don't have one. But I noticed, I bet I noticed a dozen Tesla Model 3s uh, when I was just driving through this complex. So electric cars are here. They're here to stay. And with us on the phone is Josh Aviv. He is the CEO of Spark Charge, a new Massachusetts company that has come up with a portable um, high-power charging unit. So if you run out of electricity, you can... Get a charge and get a charge quickly. Josh, good morning, and thank you for joining us on the Car Doctor program. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Super excited to talk about electric vehicles with you guys today. Uh, can't well, wait to dive into some of the exciting stuff we're working on. Well, let's you know, let's let's start right from the beginning. People may know you if they watch Shark Tank because uh, you and your partner did uh, did a deal with Shark Tank, right? 
We did, yeah. We did a million-dollar deal with uh, Mark Cuban and Lloyd Grenier. An amazing experience uh, going on Shark Tank. I think about 3.6 million people tuned in that night. Uh, and to be able to talk about electric vehicles on the season opener of uh, one of America's you know, most famous shows was a, was a great honor. And I had to—I have to think it had to be a little bit nerve-wracking at the same time. It definitely is. You know, you're, it's one of those things when you know when you watch the show, you're you're constantly just thinking like, "Oh man, I wonder what it's like to be on there." And you know, you, you run through these scenarios of, "Oh, oh, I would say this, or I would do that, or I would counter-offer with this." But you know, when you when you get on there and the lights are bright and you know they're staring back at you and you're putting that scenario, it's a it's a totally different ball game. I bet. I bet. Well, congratulations on that. Um, electric vehicles, you know, the Tesla Model 3 out in California is, was the most popular new vehicle sold last year. We're seeing more and more electric vehicles on the road, more and more useful electric vehicles that, you know, there's the Chevrolet Bolt that can go up to about 240 miles between charges. Kia and Hyundai both have cars that have well over 200 mile range. I drove the Mustang, uh, Mach E, which has about a 250 mile range, um, I, I'm. It's, it still makes me cringe. It's a four door hatchback SUV Mustang, but on the other hand, it is a phenomenal car. It handles well. It rides well. Got great performance from it. Um, so electric cars are here to stay. But you know, my day job is I work at the AAA Auto Club, and I know people run out of gasoline, and the concern always is, you know, running out of. Uh, electricity and you guys came up with an answer to this and um you know we tried putting a big generator in the back of a truck and you know we still you know you'd, you'd sit with somebody for an hour and you get 10 miles of range out of it you know it was easier just to tow the car to where the person's house or tow it to a charging station but you guys came, came up with an answer can you tell us how you know some of how you did this and you know how how it works and what the results are Absolutely, yeah. So we created a portable DC fast charger. Um, and for the viewers out there, DC direct current, basically that is the highest level of charging that you can go in an electric vehicle. And to put that into layman terms, that basically means that we our unit can charge an electric vehicle at a rate of one mile every 60 seconds. So if you wanted to go those same 10 miles instead of waiting an hour, it would only take 10 minutes to give that car those 10 miles. On top of that, we've done a really good job making it portable and lightweight. You can pick it up. You can move it around. It can go into the trunk of a vehicle. It can sit on the seat of a cab um, if you're out driving around for these trucks delivering range to people. We really wanted to make it so there was no scenario where electric vehicle owners couldn't receive range um, anytime and anywhere they wanted it. One of the unique parts about it that, you know, we really had to go about solving was how you increase the amount of mileage going into the car. Some people might want 10 miles. Some people might want 50 miles. Um, and the way we did that is by making the unit modular. So you can connect, you know, I believe up to four modules together, each module giving about 15 miles of range. And so you can increase the amount of range going into the car um, at a very fast speed. And so it's something that has taken off and it's been very successful. And we're, we're excited to really be helping grow the electric vehicle industry with it. Now, I assume there's not like a miniature nuclear reactor inside the modules. You must have to charge the modules, right? I, I wish. I wish. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> uh, you, you have to recharge the modules, but we made that really simple. 
uh, you just plug it into your standard wall outlet. So you recharge the module the same way that you would recharge your phone or laptop. Um, and so it, it, it's basically meant to be extremely easy to use, extremely easy to understand, and more importantly, extremely easy to deploy. So does it plug, does it recharge off like 110, 220, or 440? Yep, so once you've charged the car, so at once, let's say the battery is depleted, after you've yep. you know, given uh, some miles to a vehicle, you take it back to the shop, and you plug it into a standard 110 outlet. So, I mean, same plug outlet that you would plug your phone into. Wow, that's now that's pretty amazing in its own that you're just plugging in. So... Um, this could be, you know, the idea that you could charge this that easily. Is it, is it a high amperage outlet that needs to charge it up? I mean, is it something that can, um, you know, could somebody with a van, for instance, be running a 5,000 watt inverter and be able to actually charge the unit up from a vehicle while you were moving? Yeah, that's completely possible, and I think we've seen some people um, really, you know, seriously dig into that as well. But, I mean, you know, any any 110 outlet um, that has, you know, that's drawing, you know, enough amps can recharge yep. uh, the, the battery pack. And my and you'll have to excuse me because my mind's just spinning with other things, you know. And the idea that you can charge, you know, add range to an electric car, um, is there other... You know, is there other possibilities as well as far as, I mean, it, it looks like, you know, perhaps the future could be, you know, there's always a concern about electric cars and the impact on the grid, but the future could be that electric cars could also help supplement electric power demands when they're being plugged in. So sort of their own little, you know, own little transfer station to put power back into the grid. Is there, is there, is there a use for this at some point that it can be sort of a standalone generator of sorts? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's one of the options that we're looking into for the future. I think, you know, right now we're really focused on really helping grow the electric vehicle market um, and helping grow it at a faster rate. But that is, you know, something that we've been asked about. It's something that we are, you know, looking into. Can you have portable power off the grid? And I think one of the unique things about the unit is that, you know, because it can be recharged via any one can outlet, um, basically that means that you can recharge it off of solar as well. So if you have a solar energy storage or if you have a solar bank, um, then that means that, you know, this unit, it, its entire life cycle, putting the energy back into the car, can be done 100% clean. Um, and that's something that we're also really proud of as well. But we get asked that question a lot, hey, can I use it for other applications? And it's something that we are looking into and that we probably will be, you know, uh, making more announcements on in, in the future. But for now, it's really 100% on um, electric vehicles. Yeah, no, ab absolutely. And is there some uh, thought, I guess, that um, maybe it can be, you know, like like all things electronic, they get smaller over time. And I don't care whether it's, you know... A, you know, a battery or a LCG, LCD projector that they used to be the size of a, you know, a, a weekend cooler, and now they're the size of a pocketbook. Um, the is there is there thoughts that you know over time you're going to be able to be able to shrink it in size where it will be a uh, a consumer unit, something that somebody kind of charges up, keeps in the trunk, uh, no different than a spare tire. Absolutely. So I mean, that's something that. We, you know, we're 
we've gotten a ton of requests on, you know, can you make it smaller? Can you make it lighter? And, you know, that really is within our wheelhouse. I think, you know, we've, we've definitely deployed one of the smallest, one of the lightest, um, at the same time, one of the most powerful DC fast chargers. But there's always room for innovation, innovation, right? There's always room to make it smaller. And then I think, you know, there's also room to make it charge faster. Right now we're a mile every 30, uh, every 60 seconds, but hopefully we can get it down to a mile every 30 seconds, right? So that's stuff that we constantly look to improve day in and day out. And I think hopefully, you know, with this one, with the success that we've had with this one, we'll be able to iterate on it and come out with something that is smaller, uh, that is possibly faster. And you're a local company uh, right in Somerville, Massachusetts. Um, what's, what's, your, what's your background? What, you know, where did your team come from? Um, and, and why did you decide there was a need to um, charge, uh, you know, have this portable charging device for electric cars? I mean, always the best, you know, the best inventions uh, like this one is, uh, you know, somebody saw a need and said, hey, here's an answer for it. And that's what engineers do. Um, tell me, tell me a little about you and and your team at your company. Yeah, so I mean, the the company started um, at while well, I was at Syracuse University. Uh, so we're you know we're a university startup through and through. Um, basically, got the idea from uh, my professor at the time. Um, I was taking an environmental economics class, and he talked about you know if you want to solve a really big problem for the world, solve the problem of infrastructure. Uh, solve the problem of infrastructure for electric vehicles that's going to really be a huge, you know, problem in terms of getting uh, more electric vehicles on the road. And I remember, you know, he said, you're interested in meeting me after class. And I was one of the only people to show up. And we really started talking about electric vehicles and really I just started falling in love with this problem um, and really set out to find a solution to it. Um, shortly after that, got introduced to our co-founder, Christopher Whitney, uh, Chris Varelis and, um, you know, we really started taking, you know, and building, uh, the first prototype and making sure that, you know, it, it actually worked and that this was something that was feasible. And from there, the company really grew. You know, we started, we got into Techstars Boston, which is how we eventually, you know, found our way to Boston. We, um, went and set up a manufacturing facility up in Buffalo, New York, where all of our units are manufactured because we said we wanted to make this product here in the United States and hire people in the United States to build it. Uh, and so, you know, the company really took off. Now we're about uh, closing in on about 20 employees between Buffalo, New York, and Somerville, Massachusetts. The team is extremely diverse. I mean, we have people from all walks of life and belief, and um, we, that's something that we're really proud to have actually built um, is this amazing team of smart, driven um, engineers, salespeople, marketing people um, to get this thing off the ground and to have the success that we have now. And the idea that you know what you're really doing is you're delivering a charging network i mean it's it's different than delivering a gallon of gas to somebody you're you're actually delivering infrastructure like you said which is which in this day sounds you know sounds pretty phenomenal maybe in a hundred years people will go oh yeah it's just you know i have this little box and i plug it into my car and you know, I sit there for 10 minutes, and 10 minutes later, I can go another 50 miles. Uh, but right now, the idea that you're delivering infrastructure, you know, in the trunk of a car sort of thing, is 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 pretty phenomenal. It is. And, I mean, if you think about it, you know, that that's essentially what we're doing, right? We're, you know, our slogan, we're creating the world's first mobile and intelligent on-demand EV charging infrastructure. And, you know, it, it's a two-part 
it's a two-part solution. Number one, you had to create the technology that would allow you to do that, right? And that's the roadie, that's the portable charging system. But we also recently just unveiled Boost EV, which is basically the platform that allows that network to come alive, if you will. You know, So basically what we did was we said, here's the technology that allows you to charge the car. Here's the platform that basically puts that charger on your phone. With Boost EV, now any electric vehicle owner can push a button and have range delivered to them from any one of our partners that has our technology. So now you can be sitting in front of a Starbucks, open up your phone, and push a button and have range delivered. Um, you can be at your house sitting on your couch and say, hey, Alexa, you know, charge my car 50 miles and have someone you know, show up and charge your car the same way that you would order a pizza. And so, you know, building out this network where electric vehicle owners never really have to think about finding the charging station or going to the charging station, we think is going to be a really big part of the EV industry, and it's really going to push the EV industry forward. If you're an OEM, if you're, you know, a car dealership, and someone walks in into your dealership and they say, how do I charge this thing? I live in an apartment complex, or I live in a home that doesn't have high power, being able to say, look, you know, download this app, someone will come, charge your car, don't even think about it, don't worry about it, is a huge point. It's a huge break point that um, is really going to open up the doors for electric, electric vehicles for hopefully a lot more people. Yeah, I mean, it really sounds it, and, uh, you know, I don't know who, I don't know who your partners are, but, you know, sometimes when you, you know, think about road service, it can get a little complicated. Plugging in an electric car is relatively simple, and I, you know, I, you know, I can almost see this as a, you know, Uber Eats Lyft type application where, yeah, it's just another, it's just another opportunity for, um, for the, for the gig workforce to say, hey, instead of, uh, instead of, you know, delivering uh, ribs to somebody, I'm, I'm going to deliver electricity to somebody. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, someone who grew up in Dallas, Texas, I, I love me some good ribs, but um, <laughs> absolutely, right? I mean, that's you're, you're exactly on point. You know, being able to actually deliver energy, deliver rain to someone like you would deliver food is going to be a really big shift, um, and it's going to open up a lot more opportunities. And I think the thing to keep in mind, too, is that, you know, not everybody lives in areas where charging is accessible, right? Like, I think that's right. something that's really going to come to light. If, if we want electric vehicles to take off here in North America, then we need to make charging accessible to everyone. And I think a lot of times when you look at, you know, where people buy electric vehicles or they drive electric vehicles, oftentimes that correlates with the fact that there's an abundance of chargers in that area. So there are some places, urban settings, downtown settings, where you're not going to have the, the capacity to put chargers on every corner. And so having the option to have range delivered, charge your car at an extremely fast rate, and go, I think that is going to be a really valuable offering. Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds really interesting. And if people want to find out more information about Spark Charge, um, is the website as simple as it sounds, Spark Charge? Yep, uh, just sparkcharge.io. Um, okay. And you can go on there. You can learn more about the roadie. Uh, you can also download the Boost EV app. Uh, we're going to have a big announcement on that coming out in the next week or so. So stay tuned. Uh, we'll be announcing some of our inaugural partners for Boost EV um, that will be delivering range. And then I believe you can also see the cities uh, that Boost EV will be servicing um, starting 
uh, in a couple of weeks here. So feel free to go to our website, sparkcharge.io, um, and learn more about it. No, it sounds it sounds fantastic, and it sounds like one of those things that you know everybody has a little you know the the word never existed a few years ago range anxiety, but the idea of spark charge delivering range eliminates truly eliminates the, that idea of range anxiety. So again, you you found you and your professor at Syracuse, you know, found found an issue and created a solution. Yeah, it's a it's a great solution, and I think. The more people find out about it, the more awareness about it. I think the more people are really going to um, look to accept electric vehicles, hopefully at a faster rate. And so we're, we're excited to get the word out about it and excited to have people try it out. Josh, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your Saturday morning and joining us on the Car Doctor radio program on North Shore 104.9. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, look forward All right. to learning... All right, t- stay in touch. Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to keep up with the product. It sounds great. And again, thank you very much. Stay safe and be well. And uh, we need to take a break and pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9. you want it's local we have your local connection north shore 1049 i tank morse join me weekday mornings we'll have local news entertainment music to get you going and lots of laughs laugh and learn weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on your local connection north shore 1049 ready to retire I have been working with retirees for over 30 years, and I know one thing for sure. Enjoying a long and fulfilling retirement doesn't just happen. It requires a plan. I'm Mark Singer, your retirement guide at Safe Harbor Retirement, 152 The Linway in Lynn, and I've put together a quick three-minute quiz to help you take the first step in creating your personalized retirement plan. Take the retirement quiz today. Just go to retirenowquiz.com to see how prepared for retirement you really are that's retirenowquiz.com to see if you are ready for retirement securities and advisory services offered through commonwealth financial network member finra sipc at acura of peabody experience acura's luxury 2020 mdx with roomy seating for seven superior performance the latest technology and a safe comfortable ride for your family Lease the all-wheel drive MDX for just $275 a month for 36 months. Only at Acura of Peabody. Acura of Peabody for the best selection, price, and service. They're easy to find on Route 114 in Peabody or online at AcuraPeabody.com. Raising your inner voice with Jay Foss. Well, that's a great question. Sundays at 7. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, that's a really interesting question. Well, we got great Great question. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm throwing a lot of questions at you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great, Jay. Join me Sunday nights, won't you? As we ask great questions. Call in. Raising your inner voice. Sundays at 7 on 104.9 FM.
And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Uh, Biff, it would have been better if you had the theme from Love Boat. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, uh, Biff and I first met sort of virtually because we barely met each other uh, uh, almost a year ago. Uh, and my very first program on North Shore 104.9 was at the AAA Travel Marketplace at Gillette Stadium. And I even remember when we were kind of putting it all together, it was sort of, um, you know, it was, it was the beginning of COVID. We were starting to hear a little bit about COVID kind of here and there, and there was a little bit of a concern about it, but nobody knew how it was going to spread. Everybody thought COVID was nothing more than the flu, I guess. And uh, and I, I remember Biff saying, uh, you kind of put a lot of pressure on me doing, you know, first show being remote and all and not in the studio and we don't even know each other and you know we might we might not like each other um Biff, do we like each other is it, oh yeah we do we definitely okay? we definitely yeah. like okay. it all right but okay. that first okay. show idea with uh yeah. you know high wire without a net and it was like hmm. a little a little bit a little, a little bit, bit. It was, but, it was something like that but yeah. you know as it turned out it worked out very well yeah it did it did uh the technology worked and and it worked so well that i never come into the studio i just sort of <laughs> do this from home and it works out great so well, actually, but this year you've, things, you've been here a couple of times I, I have. I, I've I've been I've been there a couple times, and uh, the last time, you know, I had a full tank of gas and thirteen cigarettes. And there you did. I was on a mission mission for, from from God. God. So yeah, yeah. So a little <laughs> bit of Blues Brothers. So, uh, but this year the travel AAA travel marketplace is going to be a little bit different. Um, and travel is, you know, a very personal choice for people, uh, whether they want to choose to travel now or whether they want to delay it. Um, you know, people I've talked to, they booked trips for uh, last year and this year. Most of them have all deferred them because people love to travel. And people love to be talked with informed people about travel. And this year, the travel marketplace is going to be virtual next weekend, January 30th and 31st. And with us from AAA... Um, is Ann Lishway. Ann and I don't know each other, even though we work together. Ann, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor program. Good morning. It's great to virtually meet you, too. Yeah, I know. That, that's all we do anymore <laughs> is just virtually meet people, it seems like. Uh, I was in the headquarters building yesterday to do something, and and I walked around, and I think there's like 13 people there, and um, amazingly, we're still doing business uh, like every, like there was 600 people in the building. It's, it's pretty amazing. And, and, uh, you know, thank you, you know, thank you to John Galvin for his leadership. John Galvin is our CEO. And I remember back in January of last year, he told our IT department, buy every computer, you, laptop computer you can find because this may not be going that well. And, you know, and he, he, he saw the future before anybody else did. But speaking of the future, uh, people, people love to travel and they love to talk to, uh, people who know what they're talking about. I mean, people go on websites all the time and they look up stuff, but there's nothing like having a true professional to chat with. And this is sort of how the travel marketplace is going to work. Or, or can, or you know, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. Um, explain to us the virtual AAA travel marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited to be able to have our travel travel marketplace this year and do it virtually. I'd like to think that it's going to be as similar as it can be to, you know, the in-person event at Gillette. You will be able to log in. You'll be able to see presentations from our travel partners. You'll be able to chat with our travel partners at virtual booths. Um, and you'll be able to talk to our travel advisors. 
you know, you can ask them questions if you have a future trip that you're that you're dreaming of. They can answer all your questions and they can book that for you. So it'll be a very similar experience in some ways, but you'll be, you know, doing it at home from your couch. Now, you know, prior to COVID, you know, places like the Dominican Republic were always very popular because it's, you know, in the in the expense ratio you got a very good value for your dollar at the dominican um people are still traveling to the dominican uh in some limited basis is is the dominican and punta cana specifically is that one of the areas that people still have uh, a lot of interest about even in these COVID days yeah absolutely i would say so the dominican republic um mexico is another one that are that are still popular we are finding, you know, that the, the restrictions change almost every day. So that's when I think it's even more important to talk to a travel advisor because, you know, we've really, we've been through it. We've been watching and experiencing this last, you know, almost year and really tracking, you know, what, what can people do now? What can people, what will people be able to do in the future? So, you know, talking to our travel advisors, I think, is one of the, you know, most important pieces that you can have to advise you on. Where should I go? What should I do? And, you know, when should I do it? Yeah, that, that is it. And one of the other things about Travel Marketplace is um, during the, the Travel Marketplace time frame, there's always some discounts and deals. And virtually, is there going to be discounts and deals? Absolutely, absolutely. We We really feel, and, you know, you said it earlier, that people want to travel. People are, you know, they're tired of being cooped up at home and you know it's been a while that we've been dealing with this so we really feel there's going to be there's huge pent-up demand for travel so we wanted to give people a place to be able to dream about what's that next trip that they're going to take and we have some great great deals to be able to book that trip we we found that now really is the time to get it planned and get it set even if it is for you know end of the year next year Really planning ahead is, is key now and best time to get yourself a good deal. Uh, can you give us can you give us a little preview of what those are? They're secret. Oh goodness. Well, there's quite a lot. So a lot of our travel partners um, are gonna be there. So Viking, for instance, Viking River Cruises, Holland America, um, Norwegian, Trafalgar Colette. We have tons and tons of travel partners that are gonna gonna be there. I will say the deals range widely, but one of the best parts is you actually really can kind of stack your deals. So there'll be, you know, a deal that you'll get from the vendor and then AAA gives you a booking bonus as well. So you might get either a gift card or a future travel credit for booking. And then there's a member benefit if you're a AAA member as well. So you're looking at really like three deals in one to book at this marketplace. So that's why we say if there was ever a time to book and plan that trip it is now yeah it really sounds it and the travel marketplace starts in six days 21 hours 28 minutes and 23 seconds from now according to the calendar on the website how do people register what do they do yeah yeah how do they register what do they do um how how do i kind of get my virtual ticket to travel marketplace yeah absolutely so (laughs) i love that you're counting down because we're counting down as well it's very easy to register. So they go to AAA.com slash marketplace and there they can 
click that register button and fill, fill in their information and sign themselves up. You also can make an appointment there. So if you have a trip that you're thinking of, you have some questions you know you're going to want to ask to one of our travel advisors, you can make an appointment right there and schedule a time to talk with one of them. Is there a way to sort of put in, you know, sort of the things that you like and the thing? For instance, I have no interest of going to see, you know, um, churches and museums. They just don't, they don't appeal to me. I, there's things that I want to see that, so can I, when I do this, can I kind of pre-select, you know, I want to see things that are, you know, the beach, or I want to learn about cruising, or I want to, you know, learn about river cruising, because that, you know, that is something that appeals to a lot of people, or Alaska cruising. Can I, can I kind of, as I register, can I sort of sort through some of those things? So, um, I, I kind of get what I want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you are making an appointment with one of our travel advisors, the more information you can give, the better. They'll also have that conversation with you to, you know, really find out what it is you're looking for in your trip. But you'll also be able to, you know, at the marketplace itself, go and visit those those travel partners that really interest you. So for you, I mean, I think that maybe looking into Pleasant Holidays, for example, is our uh, Caribbean and Hawaii partner. If you're wanting to say, I want to sit somewhere on a beach, somewhere warm, Hawaii is a great place to do that. Then I would go visit their, you know, their booth, their presentation and learn all about it. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds great. And to be able to do this sort of, um, you know, sort of from the comfort of your home and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe the idea is it even gives you a little bit of that travel spirit if you're sitting there with, uh, with someone and you're kind of, you know, looking at the different things and, and looking at the marketplace and, and maybe just maybe you have a drink in your hand with a little umbrella on it. Listen, I think that's, that's the way to do it. You really, <laughs> you're on the right track. You know, we, we, we feel like you said earlier, you know, travel's a personal decision. We're not here to tell anybody, anybody when they should travel, but we want people to feel inspired and to dream ahead and to know that we will be able to in the future and planning the trip is sometimes almost as, as fun as going on it. So being able to dream and to say, watch a presentation on Hawaii and feel like you're there with the drink in your hand. I mean, it's, it gives you, you know, a little, uh, a little endorphin burst, you know, just sitting on your couch. There you go. And again, the website for people, if they want to uh, register now is one more time. Is, triple a.com slash marketplace so triple a.com slash marketplace is how you get there and you can and you can also you can also go to triple a's uh regular regular website page you can google triple a travel marketplace and hopefully everybody's a everybody has liked triple a's facebook page because you can find out uh information on triple a's facebook page as well be one of the hundred and ten thousand people or so who are on our facebook page so no fantastic stuff and i want to thank you for taking some time out of your saturday morning and joining us on the car doctor program to talk about travel Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And we, we look forward to seeing everyone there next weekend. There we go. And thanks again. Be well, stay safe, and we'll talk soon. You too. Bye-bye. That was Ann Leshway from AAA to talk about the AAA Virtual Travel Marketplace. Uh, it uh, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. It looks like you can learn a whole bunch of stuff from the AAA Travel Marketplace. Again, it's going to be next uh 
uh, Saturday and Sunday, the 30th and 31st, and, and uh, go check it out. You know, what do you get to lose? It's free. On top of that, it's free. And you don't even have to leave the house, so even better. I bet we need to take another break and pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Phone lines are open, so if you would like to join us and talk about well, if you want to talk about travel, I suppose you can. But if you want to talk about cars and car problems and maybe you have a car problem, maybe you're looking to see if there's a technical service bulletin that affects a specific car, uh, we can look those up for you, recall information, all kinds of good stuff to try to help you get your car repaired. Maybe you're looking for an estimate on a particular repair. Um, this is a second opinion program. This is where, you know, maybe somebody told you something, and we're going to try to tell you whether it sounds like the right idea or not. Give us a call at This is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Did you know that professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States? And if you're thinking about replacing the windows in your home, you should see the Anderson Woodwright replacement windows, which can add considerable value to any home. See the Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber, we measure up. Are your Christmas bills piling up? Cash for Gold is paying cash for broken, unused, or unwanted jewelry. Sterling silver sets, gold, silver, platinum coins, and much more. Stop by at 185 South Main Street, Route 114 in Middleton, across from Richardson's Ice Cream Batting Cages. They will test your items while you watch and pay you cash on the spot. Check out their great reviews at cashforgoldmiddleton.com. Cash for Gold has a warm and friendly atmosphere. No appointment is needed. Bill and Hank are looking forward to seeing you at Cash for Gold. Gloucester's Azorian Restaurant is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week for inside dining and for takeout. Azorian's restaurant and bar areas are huge, so the 25% capacity limits guarantee that you'll be well-spaced out to enjoy your meal. Feel the difference when you dine at Azorian. Call ahead for weekend specials, highlighting the freshest seafood available, flavorful Mediterranean dishes, and more. Call 978-283-5500. Reserve your table or order takeout online. You'll always love the Azorian. Details at AzorianRestaurant.com. Catch the latest ski report weekday mornings at 9.50 and weekday afternoons at 12.50. Brought to you by Acura of Peabody, where they're not a dealership, but a relationship. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here is your North Shore. 1049 forecast surveying the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. For today, sun clouds, windy and cold, temps to the 20s, wind chills of 10 to 15 degrees. You need to bundle up. Clear, very cold overnight, still windy, though in mid-teens. Tomorrow, a mixture of sun clouds. It'll be windy and cold near freezing. And Monday, partly sunny, cold, dry weather. We shall miss a snowstorm here late Monday night and Tuesday, the way it looks right now. Weather forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is open every day for lunch and dinner. The Berry Tavern offers takeout, ordering, curbside pickup, and delivery through local delivery companies. Call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377. For local door, sure. 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. 
Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. I want to talk about a couple of questions I got in this week that actually appeared in the um, appeared in the uh, New York uh, Newsday publication. And one of these days we're going to have to, well, you know, I'm going to have to put something in the column about uh, Newsday listener call in and, you know, I don't know, we'll give them a um, special gift or something i don't know something just to just to say we got somebody who was listening from the newsday publication but um a couple of the questions that came up and i guess it depends where you live in new york somebody want to know about any uh gadgets that could help you get unstuck from the snow and um and and i do a lot of talks about kind of how to go in ice and snow and you know people try different things and i've been hopelessly stuck in the snow and i was in a jeep uh rubicon i think and i decided i wanted to go check on my little cottage on the cape which is in a road that you don't normally plow and uh one of the things i learned about four-wheel drive and i learned it years ago but i guess i kind of forgot about it four-wheel drive does really well at getting you stuck further and further down the road so where a two-wheel drive vehicle might get you stuck a little bit in the snow a four-wheel drive vehicle gets you really really stuck in the snow which is what i learned with this jeep where i shoveled for a bunch of hours and finally called AAA and had them yank me out of the snow um but uh so you know you can try a few things there's these temporary steel tire chains that you can put on there's old-fashioned tire chains that some people still use sort of um there's these rubber cleats that i saw that kind of go on with kind of wrap around the wheel and uh, they have, like, uh, just a ratchet strap that holds them in place, and they bite into the snow a little bit more. Um, I have actually even used rubber floor mats, the floor mats that some people have in their car. Put one of those under the tire that's spinning, and sometimes that's just enough to dig into the snow and get it moving. Um, I, my sister for Christmas sent me a pair of uh, traction wedges. They look like these... Uh, they're about a foot and a half long, and they're these plastic wedges that dig into the snow, and they have a cleat on the other side that digs into the tire to get you moving. Um, she doesn't know that I don't go out in the winter anymore. So, um, But anyway, so there are things you can do. One of the funnier columns, I, questions I got was, um, I have to find it here. Oh, uh, my brother and I are having a bit of an argument over a free boat. He said, I saw a boat about 100 miles away, and according to the ad, the boat only needs a timing belt. Um, I don't know, what, kind of what, what kind of engine's in it that needs a timing belt and not a timing chain? But he says it only needs a timing belt. Um, uh, it, looks, uh, it looks complete with a trailer, and the owner stated he moved on and purchased a new boat. Do you think it's worth the effort to get it going and making it seaworthy? Well, I'm not the boat captain or boat doctor, although I have solved some boat problems for people. Um, and, you know, free is certainly, you know, you know, you hear something free and you're like, hey, I got the room for it. I'm, I have a trailer hitch. I'll go, go, go and get it. A couple things that I would ask about was, are there titles for both the boat and the trailer? Um, you know, having a boat, especially, I don't know if Rhode Island, I don't know if uh, New York's the same as Massachusetts, but you need a title. Um, so you want to see if there's titles. Um, and when was the last time it was in the water? Uh, you know, it might need a timing belt or a timing chain, but it also may have been sitting for five years, 
and the steering's all locked up on it, and, you know, the cushions are all bad, and, you know, the bearings on the trailer are bad, and, you know, there's a lot of things. And it, and it reminded me, and I actually put it in the column, when we had Rob Siegel on, who um, has written several books, um, he is a guy who's a specialist with BMWs, um, but has written a lot of other books. And one of the books was Ran When Parked. Um, and I remember having a conversation with him. In most cases, these cars never ran when parked. They broke down, and they were pushed into a corner somewhere. And uh, the idea that you think you can just put some fresh gas and oil in it and maybe tinker with the spark plugs and the things are going to fire up and run great, hardly ever happens. And, uh, you know, it usually takes a lot of time and money and a certain amount of talent to get any of those ran when parked cars going. I remember seeing a story about a, uh, I think it was a, uh, it was an expensive car. It was, uh, maybe it was a, um, Packard or something. And it was, uh, it was, it broke, it, it, uh, it was parked in a garage for years and years and years and years. And they said it was, uh, just, uh, you know, the the thought was it was going to be really, really a classic car when, you know, nothing really wrong with it. It only had 10,000 miles on it. Well, the camshaft had broken in half, and that's why it ran. That's why it stopped running. That's why they stuck it in a corner somewhere. And, of course, when the camshaft broke, it did a lot of other damage, and it hadn't been running in in 80 years or something. And it was it was going to take a complete engine rebuild to get this thing going, plus all the other things that go bad when a car sits for a long time. Um, and then I also reminded him that the uh, the acronym BOAT is bust out another thousand. So I guess anytime you have a boat, you have to be prepared to bust out another thousand dollars to get it going. So uh, so that was kind of my thoughts about that. Um, uh, you know, just uh, you know, ran when parked, ran when last in the water, Probably it's probably going to be more than you think, but you know, free is certainly tempting. You know, the idea of a free boat is a free boat. Um, wait and see. we'll wait and see. I, I think I I think uh, when I answered his question in person, not in the column, I asked him to uh, uh, you know show me pictures of it when he gets it in the water because it sounds like in my in in my correspondence with him, it sounds like no matter what I said, he was going to go get the boat. So. There you go. Our phone number again is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. If you want to share your experience of something that ran when parked or didn't, uh, feel free to call us at 800-370-1049. Uh, the other question I thought was kind of interesting was uh, a woman was given her grandmother's uh, Volkswagen EOS convertible. It only has 36,000 miles on it. Um, it has a lot of sentimental value to it, but uh, it always stayed in a garage. But three years ago, I guess she lost her garage space, and they have to keep it outside. And the interior has problems with moisture and puddles, on the, especially on the driver's side floor and the, the passenger back seat. And the windows are always fogged, and it smells musty inside. They've taken it to several places, and most of the mechanics who have worked on it, according to her, have just cleaned the drains in the roof and clean some of the gaskets and windows, but nothing seems to work, and they wanted to know if I had any suggestions. And, um, you know, the EOS is a great car. Um, it was one of the cars when we were looking to 
replace my wife's car in 2015 that I had a real interest of maybe trying to find one that was a couple years used. Uh, I I didn't find one I I liked um, that was in the ballpark price range that I wanted to buy, which was the other thing. So we bought the Beetle convertible instead. Um, But it has an extraordinarily complicated roof. Uh, the roof does, a, a, you know, what could be amounted to a dance when it closes up. And also the, the middle part of the roof or the front part of the roof can actually work like a sunroof. So you can open just part of it and keep the rest of the roof closed. Uh, it, it's just it's the amount of engineering that's in this is pretty phenomenal. But years back um, for these earlier EOSs, I think right up until 10 or 11 maybe, um, they Volkswagen realized there was some problems with the seals, and they come out with a whole seal kit. Uh, so I would return to the Volkswagen dealer, maybe not an independent shop, um, or an independent shop that wants to put a little bit of time and effort in, and try to get all the parts and pieces to re- to uh, take care of all the seal kit that goes into getting it repaired properly, um, because the seals, for one reason or another, just didn't work properly replacing the seals seem to have taken care of most of the leaks and in the interim what i would do is dry out the car as much as you can wet vac it uh put some of those uh silica gel uh packs that um you know you use to you put them in a closet to eliminate moisture kind of thing uh put some of those in the car that will dry out some of the moisture um oddly as it sounds um run the air conditioner the air conditioner will dry out the interior uh, at one point, I think she said to me, she actually covers the car with a tarp. Not a great idea. The tarp doesn't let the car breathe. Um, they'll only trap moisture and make things worse. And, of course, uh, you can actually start to find disinfectant spray. You know, it was in very short supply for a long time because of COVID. But spraying the interior with uh, disinfectant spray will help kill any mold and mildew that builds up but the most important thing is to dry the car out as much as possible and again a wet vac um, does a pretty good job of doing that Um, you know if you have the opportunity on a nice day even if it's not extremely warm out but it's a 40 degree day and the sun's out put the roof down and let the interior just dry out as much as you can that's going to be the best thing you can do for that car and and just kind of kind of go from there and, and hope for the best. But you can, Volkswagen has a kit. There's a technical service bulletin that describes it, how to replace the seals. And an independent shop can order those seals up and get them. Or you can go over to the local Volkswagen dealer. And they probably haven't done one in a while because the EOS hasn't been out in a while. But they, they I'm sure they can take care of it. And that way you can take advantage of uh, enjoying your late grandmother's uh vehicle that has uh, the sentimental value to you and at 36,000 miles even though it's uh, 13 almost 14 years old 14 years old at this point um, still probably has a lot of life left in it and so you know those are some of you know those are kind of some of the questions we we hear from people over the over the course of the week and again when anyone writes to me I always try to respond as quickly as possible and i also always try to um I'll, well i'll always give a personal response unless it's unless it's something that somebody has um you know sometimes people just will, will email me and say people are stupid and i'm like well, i'm not going to res- i'm not going to respond to people are stupid because well i don't know how to respond to that um but i but i will always try to uh always try to respond to 
to them. And I'll usually try to do it in the same day. It doesn't always happen in the same day, but sometimes it does. Um, somebody wrote to me, and, and maybe other people could weigh in on this. He said, wondering if you could weigh in on a friendly dispute I'm having with my brother. Here's the situation. When I pull up to a traffic light that I know will be red for a minute or so, I always shift in the park and take my foot off the brake. As I see it, there's two benefits. It takes pressure off the brakes, letting them cool and prolonging their life, and it eliminates the chance of the car lurching forward if I get distracted. My brother, on the other hand, says it strains the transmission excessively, being constantly shifted from drive to park and back. Any thoughts on this? And this this email came from Bill. Um, and uh, Bill actually sent it through my Facebook page, which is even more interesting. But anyway, um, so yes, uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. Why don't we take that break? Uh, we're just about in the last break of the hour. Why don't we take that break now? And when we come back, we'll answer this question as well. So my name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Uh, you have a few minutes left if you want to call in at 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. Exercise is more important than ever. Did you know that just 15 minutes of exercise can reduce stress, increase your calorie burn, and lower your risk for certain diseases and illnesses? Hi, Darren here from the MAC. We can all carve out 15 minutes for physical activity, and whether it's with our professionals here at the club or online, we have your support, guidance, and motivation you need. Pair this with a clean diet filled with fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, healthy fats, and whole grains, and your 2021 will be your best year yet. For more information about exercise and nutrition, visit MacAthletics.com. Hi, folks. This is Kevin Michaud at Michaud Mitsubishi in Danvers. I want to help you folks that need an automobile but might think you can't afford it. With only $500 down and monthly income of $2,000 a month, you're going to drive away in a brand new vehicle. I don't care if you had a few bumps in the road with your credit. You'll drive away with a brand new vehicle and it has a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Zach, tell our listeners. Dad, the best part is it starts at just $13,900. All of our Mirages come with backup camera Bluetooth, and get over 40 miles per gallon. Fun to drive and safely equipped with seven airbags. This is a new vehicle at used car pricing. Just $13,900. We want to help you. We have 0% interest. Our showroom is being cleaned hourly. Our vehicles have a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Come to Michelle Mitsubishi in Danvers, and we will help you. We are your feel-good dealer. I guarantee you'll be satisfied. MichaudAuto.com. Hi, this is Scott Whitley with Wicked Bites north of Boston. Please join us every single Sunday morning at 9 a.m. as we do our best to help the restaurants through this incredibly tough time. Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., North Shore 1049. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. And during the break, uh, Biff and I were talking about, so what is the answer? I have my own views. And, uh, Biff, you had one about getting hit from behind. Elaborate. Well, okay, so, you know, if by the way, I, that's, I think that's a fascinating question because it's I've often thought about that. So you're in park, and now you get hit by behind, in, 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 in the rear. Um, 
that wouldn't that cause more of a problem for your body getting whacked against the windshield where if you were had your foot on the brake you got hit in the back the, the car your foot would come off the brake your car would lurch forward i'm making all of this up i don't know um that's well, that, that know, sounds dangerous of, from that perspective yeah one of the things you brought up was you know having the car in park and getting hit from behind you know you're right about two things if you're sitting there with your foot on the brake chances are you're going to have your foot on the brake and maybe you're not going to get pushed into the car in front of you the second thing if if it's in parking you get hit from behind chances are you're going to break something called a parking pawl p-a-w-l in the transmission which means the transmission is going to have to come apart because you got hit and it got broken so you know that damage besides the damage to the physical body of the vehicle you're damaging the transmission so the other part of it is today's cars versus 30 or 40 years ago when cars had drum brakes they required a little bit more pressure on the brake system when you're sitting there also cars idled faster you know the typical idle speed of some cars especially once they started to get a little wear and tear on them idled up a little higher thousand rpm even sometimes a little bit higher than that you know it was always a it was always you know a, a perfect tune-up when you could get them to idle down low but uh back then especially when cars were had carburetors and chokes when you first started them up in the morning and for the first five minutes the the idle speed was a lot faster to keep the car from stalling so back then yeah maybe you were putting more pressure on the brake system today with disc brakes and the way cars are designed to sit when they're in drive there's not a lot of stress on the transmission at that point and you're not putting a lot of pressure on the brake pedal i mean you think about it your foot's just lazily sitting on the on the brake pedal not really doing much of anything and that's where the that's where there's almost nowhere i will say though if you're going to if you're stuck on the tobin bridge because somebody did something stupid and you're stuck there for an hour not moving that's when you want to shift the car into park because sitting in drive for a long long period of time will tend to overheat the transmission but if you're only going to be stuck for a minute or two or three sitting there with your foot on the brake is going to do no damage whatsoever um, but again if you're, it's a long period of time and i have even seen some cars like uh, ones that use something called a dual clutch transmission if you're sitting for a long period of time uh it will actually come up transmission starting to overheat shift into park so there will be times that it makes sense to do that but it takes a it takes a lot for that to happen but for most of the time if you're sitting for a minute or two um keep your foot on the brake keep the car in gear and uh look in the rearview mirror once in a while to see what the people behind you are doing just in case so um if you were right, whether you wanted to be or not. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, and I had no idea that if you stayed in drive for a long period of time without moving, that that would cause your transmission to overheat. It can over time. It absolutely can. Similar to if you're stuck in the snow and you're revving the revving the you know spinning the wheels back mm -hmm. and forth, you know, zzz, zzz, yeah, yeah. You know, yep. if you're doing that, you know, that overheats the transmission. It foams up the fluid and causes all kinds of problems. And that overheats the entire car, doesn't it? Because there's... Uh, you, you, well, it could have. Eventually, it could. Yeah. Eventually, it could. Hey, that music means we need to step aside for Dave and Real Estate Revealed coming up. All those little secrets about real estate. Uh, the, the former host of Flipping Boston will tell you all about that coming up at 11 o'clock. Until next week, 
wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, wash your hands. And Biff, thank you for another phenomenal job of running the Car Doctor program. Always great to be here on Saturday morning with you, John. All right. So, again, until next week. And next week, what are we doing next week? Well, we have a, a second left. I can I can tell you we're doing something. Oh, we're talking to Joe Hearn. Uh, Joe Hearn runs a company. You ever wonder about uh, getting rid of your car because it's not worth anything? And uh, is the charity really a charity? Joe Hearn runs a company uh, that uh, Car Donation Wizard, which will let us know about all that. So uh, that's coming up next. Again, wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.